Hi, I'm Benjamin Light. I'm Marcus Sparks. And welcome back to Bros Watch PLL2, a little hiatus episode here. Yeah. We're doing a rewatch. Mm-hmm. Working our way through season one. We decided not to do every episode just because that would be kind of a grind and we only have so many weeks till the season comes back. So we're going to do like four episodes per half season just to kind of get a feel, get a taste of each half season. And we're doing season 1A this week. I feel like we were kind of excited. We did our, what can we remember as far as greatest hits of PLL during the Q and a podcast. So, mm-hmm. you know, just, just the hits, not just the hits, but some of the hits. Yeah. I can't have them all. I mean, we could, but I sense you don't want to. So we're going to do four or so per half season and see where it goes. Uh, right now we're doing S one E three to kill a mocking girl. S one E four. Can you hear me now? S one E eight. Please do talk about me when I'm gone. And S1, E10, keep your friends close. This is good stuff. Yeah. So let's uh, start with To Kill a Mockingirl. Yeah. Written by yeah. Oliver Goldstick, directed by Elodie Keene. Yeah. Um, just blanket statement. I feel like I'm always amazed at how good early PLO was. It's really fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, I did not appreciate it nearly enough. The first time I watched it, when we did the podcast the first time, but goddamn. What really stood out to me is how good they are at creating that heightened sense of drama. Like, there's just so much conflict everywhere, and they just steer into it every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show it has a very pure soap operatic element, though, mm-hmm. that's sometimes aggravated by the A stuff, but like not fully touched by it. Like, we'll see it definitely in the next one. But uh, well, in every scene, there's this kind of feeling of like, oh shit, like what's going to happen because these two are in a scene together, you know? Well, and, and they're still very clearly in high school. Mm-hmm. In, in this, I mean, by the end of season two, they were really not in high school anymore. High school meant nothing. Yeah, I mean, sooner or later, they've all got PTSD. They're like salty veterans. It's hard to maintain that kind of uh, intensity, I think. Well, and but yeah, in your early seasons, it's everything's fresh and new, and they really, really hammer it. Well, and, and to further hit home our point, like you know, just look at how long November lasted in their junior <laughs> year. Seriously. <laughs> all right. Well. What would you like to say about To Kill a Mocking Girl? Um, so I have notes all throughout, but uh, I was fascinated that as early as episode three, Hannah was still the one who felt like Allison could be alive somehow. Yeah, she had a feeling. I liked how Arya and this there's this opening scene where like walking through the woods and they keep correcting Hannah about gnats and like Arya like really seems to latch onto that. She's like, they're gnats, Hannah. Mm-hmm. Oh, what is the what is the line? And like I'm trying to keep them in my nose and mm-hmm. not, my, not my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um also lol aria and her microsoft kin oh yeah there's a lot of kin action in these first few episodes we watched it's like oh my god my brother liked a comment i posted on my wall how embarrassing i wish i hadn't added him on my microsoft kin i just i love that whenever spencer sends like the sos text it's like this glamour shot of trying to post a contact photo yeah so it's like is it a like a life or death emergency or like a passion emergency 
Um, this is the episode where Wilden is in the town when Hannah comes in for breakfast. Well, is this the first episode where Emily has the roving, uh, like, aura of sound effects around her? Because, like, I'm pretty sure she's the one who hears the, like, the tree branch, like, crack in uh, the opening here when they're going through the forest. Yeah, yeah, the forest comes alive mm-hmm. around her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Wil- yeah Wilden the fucking towel, man. This asshole was just like, I'm trying to find out what makes this stuff spreadable. Oh, it's canola oil. He's such a dick. Well, I think this is. I don't, I can't remember. Like my memory of the books now is hazy, but I feel like it, whether or not this was from the book, this feels like that something that would be in the book. Just this kind of like, just inappropriate situation, like immediately outrageous. You know that mm-hmm. the book, the books were like. There's some things I don't like about the PLL books. Like there's no like really liar bond between the four, but it definitely knew how to like just ramp up the the drama and the the outrageousness of the situations you know like just having a dude in a fucking towel in your kitchen right well it we give ezra the most shit because he Mm. deserves it but like there's so many like skeezy older men scamming on these girls (laughs) right well and wilden is just kind of like it's like a power move basically you know like he knows that he's encroaching on her territory and yeah. he, he wants her to be aware of that and feel like, you know, she's intimidated. There's a lot of things, too, since you mentioned, I don't I don't want to forget this, uh, where I just kind of thought, like, is this kind of sort of a thing that they were trying to keep this potential plot element from the books alive? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll come to that when we have a specific example. But great season one line from Ashley Marin. We can't afford to make any enemies on the police force. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's okay. A few years later, Spencer will be dating one of the police officers. Yeah. Or two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like how Ashley's just like, shut up about it, Hannah. Shut up about it, Hannah. Yeah. We don't eat breakfast. <laughs> what, what is the euphemism she uses? Like squeezing his grapefruit or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I can't, I can't decide whether or not that's just like they need the euphemism because it's a, you know a show for teenagers or if that's just a character decision for Hannah that she always has like the weirdest sayings, you know, a little bit. I mean, like obviously, you know, seasons from now, she will misquote of all things, the big Lebowski. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But I I love this show because it's like, on one hand, they have to go to the euphemism route because it's a teen show, or at least at this point it still is. And then somehow, like, the show makes that more scandalous. You know what I mean? Well, they, they come up with their own euphemisms rather than going uh, with, like, a common one, you know? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Squeezing his grapefruit. And then we see Wilden's just, like, listening. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm, interesting. In some ways, he's just like Spencer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then we have the fantastic... Uh, uh, breakfast with the montgomery family though not mike because he doesn't make the cut <laughs> mike's busy aria's got the feather earrings yeah is it two or is it just one giant I, feather earring? i believe it's just the one in her left ear the classic aria look there i like to think that mike's just still in his bedroom having emotional problems during this they didn't even realize that they left the house about him oh well, you uh, got fucking meredith who i still think is a she's just skeezing around 
Well, the betrayal here, because right after Arya is told by her father that she has a novel in her, mm-hmm. then Meredith shows up and Arya unleashes this like precocious, like this bitch face on her. It is uh, funny to see, I mean, this was only episode three, so I think they're still kind of figuring stuff out visually. Like, mm-hmm. they, they do a little mini flashback again to remind us who Meredith is. Yep. And that Arya and Allie, like, saw her. Like, it's it seems like they're not quite sure of themselves. Like, there's uh, another few of those, I want to say, in the next few episodes we watch where, like, they'll do these flashbacks again. Like, it's like, we already knew that, but you're flashing to it anyway just to remind us. Well, the early... TV show process is fascinating because you, you have a writer who writes an episode and they make a pilot and then like a year later, mm-hmm. yeah. a writing staff is hired and they're like, well, what do we do with this? We I, love the, that I love the shot where it's like Melissa Hastings and, and Veronica there, which I'm not sure. Is this Veronica's first episode? I think it may be. I think it might be. Yeah, I, I need to check that. But they're in the kitchen and you see Spencer like loom into frame like around a wall behind the two of them just like lurking like Spencer does. Mm-hmm. Kind of wilderness. This scene is um, so fucking good. The one with uh, her and Melissa where Melissa gets up and starts throwing the wedding magazines away right in front of her. This is, remember when this is her move and then she like shoulder checks Spencer to make a point. Yeah. The best part is when Spencer starts to uh, suggest that uh, maybe Ren was wasn't getting something he needed which is why he yeah which is why he went to spencer and like she just gives this like veronica gives her this look like don't you fucking dare go there (laughs) oh it's so mean and brutal i love it but i mean like for all the people who are still all in on like melissa being a like Mm -hmm. she actually says who's calling the paper pulling the announcement it was hard enough changing my status that's on facebook which might be like the one of two only references to actual Facebook, like by name. Website page. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. There might have been some sort of marketing tie in with that in the kin. Mm. <laughs> well, so it was it was off the market by the time the show actually aired, right? <laughs> Pretty sure, yeah. I mean that thing lasted like two and a half months on the market. Hi, I'm here to pick up this phone. I saw this really interesting girl on a TV show had one. <laughs> oh, what's this in my ear? It's also one ginormous feather as an earring. I love that uh, we're introduced to Mona in this episode as she's looking at herself while uh, doing her lipstick yes. on the, in the mirror on her phone. Uh, yeah, on, uh, there, I think it's Hannah's phone too. There's some really good subtle foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to remember, there's free. a few, there's a few others. Oh yeah, um, we'll get to it later. But she, I think it's in the next episode. There's an a a tag that's pretty good. So Sean and Nolcon show up here. Yeah, we Sean, don't need to do a whole recap. He says no, no, but I just, just want to say. <laughs> uh, Sean walks in this episode laughing because he says Noel is just out of control. Noel's out of control, guys. Five years forward, Sean totally listens to like Alex Jones every day, right? Uh, I don't, I don't know where that guy goes. I mean, I have a few ideas. <laughs> By the way, they all look so fucking young. Yeah. <laughs> like that goes without saying, but my God, no con. He's just a little kid. Yeah. Baby, baby, no con. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, from the very beginning, we were confident in his party planning skills. Yeah. He puts out a good spread. Mm-hmm. 
Maya. You know, I didn't hate Maya as much this time around. Yeah, yeah, I felt that too. Weird. Yeah. I didn't hate Toby as much this time around too. Weird. Uh, Toby's still pretty bad. He's like, they really have him trying to be like Mr. Like hard ass, like dangerous guy. Like he's just like scowling at them, which is, it just makes me laugh so hard every time I see his face. But it's, it's at the same time he's playing it like this insecure robot is a hard ass James Dean robot about a cause. <laughs> I mean, he does some stuff with acting, especially like episode 10, where it's like the whole time he's physically thinking, what do I do with my goddamn arms? <laughs> How do other people use these things? Well, when he shows up uh, for the first time again in, in class, there's another like quick flashback that Emily has to him like carrying Jenna away. It's like, it's like they really they're not quite sure if their audience is going to keep up or not, so they're going to keep reminding you, yeah, like who this guy is. Yeah, he has this like bitchy little smirk that he gives Emily as he walks by. He throws like eye shade at her. Yeah, because they go strutting through the school like stone cold psychos. Uh, him and Jenna. Mm-hmm. 2010 Bonnie and Clyde here. Um, whisper, whisper, whisper. Almost Aria, like Allison's still here. Aria almost posed Hannah, what's going on on Hannah's Facebook wall? Which, uh, you know, Tulpa Theory, as soon as she's writing that, Hannah shows up and says, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the theory is strong in these early episodes. So, uh, that, that's what I, I built it around, so. Uh, this may or may not be the first appearance of Mrs. Welch. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this is Cockblock. Yeah, I think so. Well, she she was around for a while too. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's like a friend of somebody on production or something. I mean, they're pretty consistent with that. I just thinking back to the one where she take or where she's meeting Ezra and uh, what's his name? The karate guy at the heart condition mm-hmm. at the, uh, the play. Jake, yeah. yeah. Once they found out that Ezra went home sick or whatever. Oh, no, wait, that was Holden. Not, not, Holden. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah karate Holden. Um, <laughs> I just wanted her to be like, Hmm, that Mr. Fitz. I just want to squeeze his grapefruit. If you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Are Yeah. And then she just bump. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, so Ezra here, um, man, Arya, it's it's fascinating to watch it knowing that Ezra, like knowing what Ezra knows. But at the same time, Arya is really in it to win it here. Like she's pushing for it hard. Mm-hmm. And Ezra is just a, a weak little man. She's she's I don't want to use the word predatory, but she's confidently hunting this down in a way that an excited young person would, you know, there's well, no, they, they had this framed where like, she's looking down at him in his chair. Like the angles are all like her in the power position, you know, which is the only way he'd get away with it. Um, yeah. On a teen innocent, show. innocent pinky touching. Yeah. As if this is not, as if this is innocent and not gross. Um, so find out from Spencer Renz in Philadelphia, squatting of some friends. Who the fuck are these friends? That's right. Oh, okay. Ezra. <laughs> Ren looks super young now. It's so weird those those pictures of him where he has like the kind of buzz cut head. Yeah. And he look he's shaking, you know what I'm talking about, where he's like shaking yeah. hands with Ezra and <laughs> looks like he's about to offer Ezra a sexual favor for some money or something. Well he looks like that that picture from Entertainment Weekly looks like Spencer and Ezra just picked up like Ren from jail. 
Yeah, yeah, or off the street. <laughs> like I'm, I'm expecting that if he turns to the side, he's got like ponce tattooed on his neck. It's like you remember how we had that one waiter for like a summer who like would hook Blake? us up at the Denny's. Yeah, Blake the waiter, the super waiter. And yeah. like our buddy ran into him like a year later, and like he's like, oh yeah, that guy like all his teeth fell out, and he looked like he was on meth. Like that's how Ren looks now. Like I think Ren might have hit the meth. The Hastings girls would do that to you. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to think about what happened to that roommate of his and Melissa's that Spencer like had one smooch with. Oh god, that fucking guy. Yeah. I can't wait till after the show ends and we can finally hear from the writers. They're like, "Yep, we couldn't get <laughs> Julian Morris. That's why that guy exists." Yeah, because why else would he? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense though, because I feel like that would have been a much bigger ripple in the pond if you dropped the Ren Stone in there. Mm-hmm. Um. So blah blah blah. Ben, remember Ben? God, Ben sucked. Ben, and this is like tried. his last episode, right? I think so. He is tries he in to the next his one? girlfriend I like a straight up is. rapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gross. Yeah. What is Toby doing in the girls' locker room to rescue Emily in the first place? I think it's because he's a pervert. He's like a teenage Terminator, too. Yeah, they never really followed up on why he was in there, did they? Maybe he yeah. maybe he saw Ben go in or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Meredith, the power move, showing up at Ella's place. She and takes Ar- Arya's drink. <laughs> Arya tries to tell her off. And she's just like, I'm not in high school. I do what I want. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. And then she takes her drink. Yeah. Uh, I just, there needs to be like an episode where Arya's trapped in a room with like uh, Meredith and Jackie. And then, like, and then she uh, gets a kitchen knife. After 24 hours, the, like the room unlocks and it's just Arya covered in blood and two dead bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how about Wilden uh, making jokes about uh, taking Hannah in the squad car and handcuffs or something like that? Or he's like, I can give you a ride. I am shocked that he's not wearing a wife beater with like one hand down his pants, Al Bundy style. Oh, he's very fashionable there. He's got the uh, short sleeve like polo? polo going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's made himself at home. <laughs> he's got, got a beer. He's got some pizza. And he's like, what? I'm joking. Like joking about like locking up this teenage girl in handcuffs. Classy mm-hmm. Wilden. Mm-hmm. He's like leering at her. Authority and bondage. It's what everyone wants to joke about around the well, kitchen island. This was back when Hannah wore lots of dresses. Like, I feel like that was her. a lot of her fashion in season one was just like dress looks, like not like just jeans or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Snooping um, around the bracelets. The bracelets were a very big deal this half season. Yeah, well. And they never, I mean, they never fully explained how a bracelet got on Bethany Young's body. No. I mean, because Mona had the real one. So, I don't know, maybe they will explain it. Maybe, maybe that's yet to be explained. I... Well, I, I can only hope that somebody has a really uh, info dumpy dream that explains it all. I mean, it'd just be like, oh, Bethany was such a freak. She made her own <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking Sean. Um, it, it's like this is the big party where everybody gets laid, but it's like all the dudes just want to play foosball. Which I, you know, 
Falcon, I think we still stand by our original yeah. <laughs> read on Sean. <laughs> Who is the douchey arm candy that Mona picks up? I mean, the, the like the Euro lad <laughs> she has. He like wants to talk about like soccer. I mean, football mm-hmm. all night. Um, I've seen, you know, much like uh, uh, Sarah Harvey before Sarah Harvey was an actual character on the show. I've seen so many fucking dumb theories about the girl on the desktop background of Melissa. Oh, the one who kind of looks like Vanessa Ray. I don't remember the actress's name, but she's a singer. She's also the wife of the lead singer of like Kings of Leon. Ooh. She's not going to be a character on the show. That sex is not on fire. Exactly. Um, but yeah, remember this classic line. Spencer's like, Toby is not a good guy. Em. He's just too romantic. <laughs> <laughs> I like the bit where she's going to steal the Russian Revolution paper from Melissa. And then she, she stops for a moment because Melissa shows up with uh, Veronica there. And then Melissa's like totally mean to her. And so Spencer's like, fuck it. I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spencer's like, Oh, I made pasta. And Melissa's just like, great. I'll be single and fat. (laughs) Well, this, this is like, this is episode three. So Spencer Mm -hmm. is still a normal high school girl. I think before the end of this half season, she begins her ascent as a superhero. Yeah. Um, We get Emily and I on the, the photo booth. Uh, so you know, Hannah's arc with Sean here, uh, adding insult to injury. This dude will not give up the fucking foosball game. Yeah. It's like she's Hannah's literally just leaning against a wall, watching this douche, douchebag play foosball. He like occasionally comes over and like goes for a high five with her or something, and then just goes back to it. I'm surprised he didn't like try to chest bump her or something. Yeah, like um, Mona and her like her Euro lad walk by, and Mona like looks at the situation and is like, mm, too bad, and just walks off. If you're not together, how do you know you're together together? Um, But insult to injury. After rejecting his vulnerable and insecure and horny girlfriend, Sean then calls her desperate. Oh, I know. God. What a a fucking piece of shit. He doesn't even really try to, like, comfort or anything. I mean, I don't know. He's in high school, so he's an idiot. But Oh, speaking of the stupid theories that would never go away, this dude who looks – or Spencer, she thinks she sees Toby, and then it's some other guy. Yeah. And the endless theories about how like that guy looks like he's egg maybe or like some other character. <laughs> Him? Yeah. Um so I think this is the first time she's not inside, but it's the first time Arya goes to Ezra's place. I don't remember all of the Jenna thing, but I don't think she actually goes there hmm. in that episode. Well, we get this uh Spencer flashback to like what the whole Ali Toby situation was uh, the night of the Jenna thing. And it's interesting mm-hmm. because it's almost all in kind of Spencer POV, which we very rarely get on the show. Like I'm guessing this is like a style idea they had that just didn't, didn't take off. Yeah. Cause it's, it's weird. It's all like handheld, like POV shot from Spencer's angles. Most of the time there's like a couple shots of Spencer in there, but that's it. And it's, it's mostly all point of view. It's interesting. It, like I, I could see them thinking maybe we should do flashbacks as POV, but then it's like, how do we include the other character? And so you'd have these like occasional, it's like cut to a shot of Spencer in there suddenly. And it's like, it breaks the whole POV thing. Mm-hmm. So they probably just abandoned it. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the subjective flashbacks are interesting because you have the whole, the Jason night, like Jason number two night mm-hmm. of, and like, I don't know. 
I'm so high. I don't know who I'm yeah. seeing talking to Melissa. And then, of course, there's Emily's uh, recreation of that night number two. Yeah. Well, the problem is if you're doing like hand handheld POV, like how do you cut? You know, you, you have to be able to edit. And so it just it doesn't work. But I do yeah, it, like I like the aesthetic. I really like the look of the show. Like I think the show looks better now, but there's something about the kind of artificialness of the lighting in some of these shots where it's like clearly early days in the production that I don't know. I like that look. It's, it's not as uh, authentic as it should look, but I like it anyway. There's something very interesting to me about how daylight looks in some of the later seasons where they're actually outside on the Warner brothers lot mm -hmm. compared to in the next episode, the, the scene in the, the park at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's, it's like just totally like, blown it's just, out. Yeah. It's too golden. It's too halcyon. Um, this is still, it's still a teen show before it becomes still my favorite look of the show. It's like early season five. I still think that's my, my favorite. It gets very dark. Um, yeah. I was hoping when, when Sean's, you know, when Hannah walks away from like Sean's crashed car, that it would just explode into a fireball behind her. But <laughs> Can we talk about Sean's car? It's, um, you know, adding to our theory <laughs> about Sean. Well, for, that car looks like it's like a mid nineties neon Sentra with like this ridiculous, like racing spoiler bolted onto the back of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like the whole car is some like awesome racing car. It's like this totally bland, nondescript, like, like dark colored, uh, like sedan and then it has a crazy racing spoiler on the back of it the whole car just is sean screaming i was in the pool yeah, yeah. um before he went to go see fast and the fears of Noel. Um, it's like a neon spoiler yeah uh, i love it which is like this show like the early days of this show like mona and her like hannah what are you doing what are you doing with sean's car what's well, i i, like, I would really i'd like to know was this something intentional where they wanted this car to look kind of ridiculous with like a, a cheesy spoiler on the back or is this like the they couldn't get an actual sports car this is like all they could get <laughs> they're like we need to crash this car so it's gonna be a fucking 1992 honda civic and then we'll just put this uh, spoiler on the back and it'll be dark <laughs> you won't be able to tell i would love to see that production meeting yeah somebody's like i have a big goofy spoiler i could put on the back um, it's so weird to watch the Arya Ezra scenes now, knowing that they're both trying to seduce each other and like seeing Ezra Ezra's game is just to be completely passive the whole time and yeah. to like never push it. Whereas like Arya is just like going for the gold every time and like finding ways to get inside of his apartment or like, you know, get her to get him to hug her, that sort of thing. I expect her halftime for her to be like biting the air in front of her. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so the porch, I think, Toby is awkward as fuck. And then, of course, holy shit, there's Jenna just chilling in the dark shadows. I love chair. the panda Jenna is so great. Like what is she talking about? Straight out of the Adams family, yeah. yeah. Um, you it's, know who should... I, I know I might have said one or two things about uh, Keegan Allen's looks mm -hmm. when we originally did this podcast. You know who should really cover early season one Toby's look is Eric Trump. Oh, yeah. He's got that same, I don't know. This is, this is what Eric Trump wishes he looks like, I think. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't have the timer, but for those of you at home, uh, we, we made our first Trump reference. So there you go. Sorry. There is a stock shot of Rosewood that you, you, you stop seeing these. Like 
this is definitely not the downtown lot. I don't know where this is, but like there's some shots of like what's obviously not the same church bell tower uh, yeah. and like a random city street. They, like it has leaves on it. So like, you know, it's not the lot. <laughs> Again, I don't know where all the instances of it is, but I know I've, I watched Gremlins a few years ago and this is the stock shot they use for the town that Gremlins is set in. So this is an old shot. The one with the church steeple and like the state house or whatever that is. Oh, I'm talking, talking about the, the big wide one. I'm talking about the big wide one. Sorry. No, there's a couple towards the end, right before the the scene with them in the woods. There's a couple just like more like close to the ground city street shots, but it's mm. obviously not the lot, mm. not the back lot. Yeah, we can do. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to. Our next. Oh, house we do get our changes we from do, episode to episode. So what are you gonna do? Uh, we do get our first A tag. That's the other other first in this episode. You can really see it coming together. All those uh, photo photo booth photos of Emily and Maya. So yeah, let's go ahead and move on to Can You Hear Me Now? And I believe this is a Doherty Buckley jam. This is. I'm not mistaken. The first Doherty Buckley jam. Mm-hmm. Um, first of many. Uh, I remember rewatching this a while back when we interviewed Justin Doherty, and I was fucking blown away then by like in retrospect how much i love this episode um i don't know if it's like my favorite of season one but it's it's up there oh wait do i have the wrong one open okay hold on a sec okay. can you hear me now that's that's a problem not keep your friends close yeah yeah keep your friends close is number 10 yeah yeah i was like why am i seeing Toby's bike all wrecked in the previously. Is that didn't happen yet? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. This was a really fun episode too. I mean, the, the classic uh, leering at Mister Fitz as he rides by on his bike. I spy something with my little eye. Yeah, it starts with an F. <laughs> yeah, Arya just dying. Oh, I love it. But the the great like morbid PLL touch when they're talking about the Allison Memorial Park bench and Arya's like art tiles and Hannah's like like little headstones (laughs) I think the show does a great job like in every scene it seems like there's one character who has a secret that we know that they that you know the other characters don't and you just get to watch them cringe and react and and be squirrely Mm -hmm. Arya especially in this one but there's a great like uh, the camera in this scene is fascinating because there's a lot of coverage and then at one point it like tracks around all of the girls to push in on Spencer. She does the crazy thing on her laptop. Oh, the camera's moving all over the place in these early episodes. Like they really had this like really kinetic shot style where they eventually settle down a little bit. Yeah, it's it's very cinematic. It's definitely not like shot reverse shot. But it's like, you know, if you turn the sound off, it's very subtle. But the camera's mm-hmm. telling you Spencer's doing something crazy here. I was convinced when I saw this, like first time watching that Spencer is having them use her laptop to enter in their info so she'd have all their passwords and and you know login info because mm. she was a and I'd be like I was like oh that would be brilliant like she could you know be scamming them the whole time that way but alas um yeah it said this is Spencer who tracks the paces that every move she makes like a human Fitbit um I'm I'm sure we've mentioned this before but how great would it have been if Ezra like was looking over at them, like didn't see a curb and just ate shit on that bike. Ooh, next scene, he's just got like crazy bandages all over his face. Yeah, got like, a, like a arm splint and maybe a crutch. Yeah. 
Oh, and then the God. rest rest of the show for like six seasons, he just has <laughs> beard, visible man bandages. Um, but yeah, Spencer catcalling Ezra is one of the best versions of Spencer. Um, this is funny because I know like when we did the podcast originally, we talked later on about her being too sexualized of Alex, and now I wonder. Um, it's like now she's she's like unchained. There's no mm-hmm. no consequences. Yeah, yeah. I stand by that that thing with that Alex dancing scene. That still doesn't ring true to me. But Spencer in this scene comments on all those little messages zipping through the air, <laughs> and we'll actually see those ones and zeros in a montage in another Joseph Doherty episode, six nineteen. They really need to do that for every text now, just every single time. Yeah, um, yeah. Just add an extra ten minutes of that on everything. So here's what Maya did not know: mm-hmm. good taste in scarves. I guess I don't, I'm. I'm not going to judge. I don't know what a good scarf is, especially it looks like it's pretty hot for a scarf. But real quick, the uh, the ding dong, the bitch is dead. Mm-hmm. It, is that like Mona, like judging the wind, like the direction of the wind, and like floating that towards them, or is that is that yeah, random? I think, I think I I suggested that when we first recorded this. I, I have someone have to tell me, and you were like, no, it's just a random thing. That's how okay. Allison was hated. <laughs> Because I've always liked the one who's like, my God, the logistical genius of A. <laughs> the fun thing is I when we do these rewatches the cereal, where... The cereal uh, is the best A thing yet. Yeah, probably. The fun thing about these rewatches is that uh, we can do them and then take each other's opinions and, and argue the other side. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we are. Um, later, Ezra's literally writing something about child characters on the blackboard when Arya walks into his classroom. It's like a really big deal that Hannah's dad called her. Like, I think we're supposed to assume that Tom she hasn't. Shit. She hasn't. Well, the, like she hasn't heard from him in like years or something. She's like, "Oh my god, it's my dad!" And they're like, "Oh, good job, Hannah." Well, all of the liars kind of have like some father worship. Um, Arya. I don't know if Spencer, I call it worship um, with Hannah, it's more like just well a desperate high, need for attention. <laughs> yeah, but high estimation of their of their paternal figures Tom i mean is a piece of shit tom is a fucking garbage monster as soon as he like senses the slightest bit of like discord from hannah he just like drops the uh let me embarrass you in front of these people Maybe. oh it's it's the dickiest of dick moves um real quick i think dan fair is a reference by joseph Ray to somebody uh later on in the uh Later on in the show, like seasons later, Spencer's really worried about her college chances, like to the point where she'll mm-hmm. actually <laughs> work of Ezra in her essay. But like, duh, she has the golden orchid. Mm-hmm. That's prestigious. In the book, she like doesn't go through with that. Ultimately, she has to like confess or something, I think. Mm. It's like a much bigger deal in the book, too. She has to go get interviewed for it. And it's like this whole production where she goes to Philadelphia and has to pick something to wear. Like, it's crazy. Mm. Speaking of uh, what to wear, Arya's outfit. Yeah. It's just like she's wearing these like super high like heel booty things, a super short skirt and like this tiny little top. She's she's definitely hoping to get Ezra's attention here. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, Emily ends up in a science class. Uh, Toby is creepily perceptive and noting aloud like the fact that she's not wearing a scarf that she had on earlier. I think um, you're you're brushing over the most important part of that scene is that there's like a twilight vibe happening oh so later later uh her finger almost touches his hand and he like like 
pain orgasm shits. Can you imagine if uh, if she walks into the like the chemistry room here and he just does that like grimace shit his pants like come himself move? Oh my god! His his face was not ready for that yet at this point. I think he was, it was. He wasn't. Can you imagine like with I his hair doing the the full Edward Cullen? I think somewhere in season two, an acting coach of a ponytail and like sandals and like uh, parachute pants took Keegan Allen aside and he said, "Let me tell you the secret of acting." jazz hands um but no he he makes this comment to her he knows nothing about being some big identity centric thing for her it's like fuck off freak it's an accessory you go to hell i mean this had to be a little bit of a twilight like an intentional twilight reference right like chemistry class well so here's my question Uh, this is my my book question for you since you've read the first four books Mm -hmm. um like were they still was the whole point of this Toby Emily friendship, whatever it is, to keep alive the idea that she might be like bisexual? I don't because doesn't she so. doesn't she marry a guy and have a baby that she leaves on someone's doorstep? That, the- that was all later. I didn't get that far. Um, okay, I don't think I don't think that was the intent or anything. Uh, okay. Maya is a big, pretty big part of her story. You know, in the she background is, uh, of one of these shots, there's like this blonde just like sneering at Toby, like, ew, look at that guy. Well, that's fair. <laughs> um, also, Maya works at Lucky Leon's Kiep Cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Arya wants a carrot. They flash back again to her the finding first out. carrot stick. Yeah. <laughs> Not the last. Yeah, they flashback again to her finding out about her dad and Meredith, like just in case you forgot from the last episode where they flashbacked for it. Oh, it's funny because later on in this half season, they'll flash back to Homecoming. Mm-hmm. As if we forgot Homecoming. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like two episodes, up. yeah. Um, Tom offers to take his daughter on like a father-daughter date to the shooting gallery at the Jolly Roger, which just sounds lame. Well, this scene with uh, Emily, she brings the... F- pictures to Maya. I want to say when I first watched this episode, it seemed like Maya was just kind of being insensitive about it. Mm-hmm. But I guess now I can kind of see it a little bit more from her side where she's like I think she senses that like Emily's like playing this weird game or something. Is I, I guess is how I read her reaction. Like she doesn't know what to make of Emily. And like where she's coming from with like asking about this photo and like, you know, did you do this? And like, you know, she, she's just like playing it very passively because I think she just doesn't know what's up with Emily. But I also think about, and I don't think this is where Maya's coming from, but I kind of think about, I remember your, your original theory about Talia. Um, and that, what was that? That Emily had kind of outed her when she wasn't ready to be outed. Oh, okay. Um, then I think about like, I can understand the frustration of somebody who is out and dealing with their sexuality and they don't really want to go through that process with somebody who's slowly coming out and like Mm -hmm. insecure about things. Yeah. Like, Um, like with Emily and Paige later in the season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, neither Maya nor Emily tried to drown each other yet. So that's, Mm. that's not so bad. Um, later the fantastic, I, I, the mirror between the camera, the director, and the actor when Arya is finally in Ezra's apartment. Um, We're skipping that, over the the great shot with Ashley Marin taking off her earrings. Oh yeah, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. not invited to dinner. Which, first of all, and like, tossing them on the 
she's Ashley Marin looking amazing in the red yeah. dress. Like Tom yeah. Marin, what is wrong with you? Seriously, what is wrong with you? Well, that's when you knew it, this guy was just a complete chump. Not just to make it about like physical appearance, mm-hmm. but Isabel doesn't seem like the most charming. No, person. no, Ashley's and, awesome. And OG OG Kate is boring. <laughs> Telling like lame ass sailing stories. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, thank God Hannah's there to make a joke about the two of them going out on a boat. Only one returns. It's <laughs> a great joke. And he completely shits all over it. God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that great shot is that scene starts with the two women, like look, the Marin girls, like looking in the mirror and the mm-hmm. dance of Ashley throwing her things on the thing. But yeah, what you were talking about, the there's a, just this light little smile of glee as Arya is looking around, very pleased with herself inside Ezra's place. Like well, she you... has made it inside and she's just like, she's so, so satisfied with herself. Like, aha. Well, she's so pleased. This is, this is what a sophisticated mm-hmm. older man's apartment looks like. Yeah, he has an old timey uh, typewriter. By the way, he's it's, like, he's what, 23 or something, no. right? 22, 23. Like, see, this is like the apartment of like a 30 something guy, I feel like. It's also a studio apartment, so it's not like that great. Um, no, but it's like, it's like a very sophisticated studio apartment. Yeah, but. You know, I kind of don't blame Ezra for. It's got an old turntable. For eventually, which plays Super Tramp Records, for yeah. eventually kicking Toby out of his awesome apartment because it's like Toby, teenage contractor, has a super nice unfinished apartment. Ezra's living in a fucking studio. But, no, well, I'm really referring to that, like, kind of outside the window shot of Aria. Like, when Norbuck talks about his, like, Edward Hopper influences, like, holy shit, it's right there. Um, well, you see, there's a little guitar, a piece of guitar in the background there. Mm-hmm. I kind of wonder, like, was that uh, in Ezra's arsenal until he saw Noel Khan playing guitar with Arya, and Good. then it was just like, I can never do that now. Good question. I wonder what. I'm trying to remember what is the song on Rules of Attraction that James Vanderbeek plays. But uh, I remember when I took guitar lessons, my guitar teacher was like, "You need to learn one song." And it's Angie by the Rolling Stones, and it'll get you any girl. And I was like, any girl? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you told that story on the podcast. Before. Have I? I was like, that doesn't sound like the acoustic skeleton key to women. Um, so we get that Ezra fight here, which is hilarious. Oh, or yeah, I, he attempts to suggest that maybe her parents have an understanding, and she's just <laughs> like, because well, it's it's so perfectly accurate. He's he's not. Like, he's a little bit of a jerk about it, but he's not totally wrong. You know, he's like, Arya, this isn't your problem. Like, it's your parents. Like, you don't, you know, like, you don't need to stress about it. And she just gets so fucking mad. It's great. She's like, oh, so I'm a child. My opinions don't matter. Yeah. Well, I mean. It's like, yeah, that's right. This is why you don't date teenage girls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever he's suggesting by the the arrangement, I don't, I don't want to touch on. But, like. He is right. It's not her problem I don't, to deal with. I don't think he means her having like key parties or anything. I think he he means that like just like his parents, they both had infidelities and they, you know, they eventually found out about them, and they were that wasn't. Oh, no, no, no. They were aware of the infidelities. It was yeah. something else. Something else. Yeah. So I, I think what he's saying is like Byron 
he doesn't know, of course. Arya knows, but he doesn't know. Um, he's saying, well, maybe your dad told your mom at some point and like they worked it out on their own. Oh, I guess. in like Iceland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, either way. Arya knows whatever. that 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 didn't happen because Byron's still telling her to like keep it on the DL. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. But whatever the situation is, it is not her problem to fix. But she's a teenage girl who's in charge of the world. So, of course, she feels like it is. Uh, I'm sure Byron, at some point in their relationship, suggested to Ella a key party. What's the name? Peter Hastings was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'll get the sketch. Yeah. What's the name? Is it Mr. Sterling here? This, like, kid in the with the poofy hair uh, who dares to uh, suggest an opinion about To Kill a Mockingbird that conflicts oh, with Arya? I want to pull up his name. I want to pull up his name, yeah. It's yeah, Sperling or Sterling. Yeah. Or Sperling. Sperling. Sperling, yeah. yeah. Ezra just fucking destroys him. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Sperling. Did you have something to add to the conversation other than phlegm? <laughs> what a fucking tickle. The whole class is just like, oh. Well, I like how they give us those reaction shots to confirm the class is like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, the class is not stupid. Toby gets the uh, what like shaving cream in his locker, I think. I'm not even sure how you do that. You just get a straw through the vent, I guess. Hmm. This happened. Not to that I've ever done that, but okay. yeah. Oh, oh, you were implying that you're the one who'd be doing the bullying. Huh. Okay. Is that um, bullying, or is that just uh, having a good time? Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Benjamin Light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom Marin, huge dick. Isabel, oh, major downgrade. Fucking original Kate. I like the new Kate so much better. Wonder if we'll ever see new Kate again. Probably not. Probably not. I I just think to myself, like, the last 10 episodes, I are you, are you gonna know? Like, yeah, that was the last Melissa scene ever. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, the last fucking holding scene ever. That was as somebody holds his head underwater until he stops twitching. That's the last Pastor Ted scene ever. <laughs> <laughs> we can only um, hope. But yeah, Hopper reference number two, the shadow of Spencer coming down the stairs. That's really where like Hitchcock meets Hopper. Um, well, the camera's really kind of swooping around here. I love these shots of her going to get the knife all freaked out. Mm-hmm. And then it's just fucking ran, like carrying in one of the plants from the yard. It's great. One does not come unfortified to the house of Hastings. <laughs> ran such a fucking weasel. Summon your father. <laughs> like, if he did not have the accent, he would just seem like just the weakest piece of shit. Like, he, he would like grade lower than Ezra, I feel like. Number one, have you considered that even a lie would sound good in that accent? Oh, Two, what if he buzz his hair? Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's hard to even imagine his accent coming out of that hair. Like, what if he? <laughs> what if it changes? What if he has like a Chadland accent now? I'm trying to trying to picture how that would how that would come out. Yeah, I don't know. Oi, let me talk about your pussy sack. <laughs> You're having a laugh. Uh, oh, this, Ezra, we're in some bony rubble now. You know, trouble. Um, the scene where Arya comes back to Ezra is to chew him out. 
there's something about this performance here. I feel like this might be like the closest Arya gets to Lucy Hale. Like just from like seeing her in interviews and whatnot, I almost feel like her accents like slipping into it a little bit here. And she's just like just hammering Ezra. Beating some some emphasis into him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to point out real quick too that Peter Hazen scares the vinegar out of Bran. He's so British. <laughs> um Toby makes this weird, like disarming comment to like solidify a connection to him and Emily where he talks about how they say, you know, that's how we say I'm sorry to each other so much. And she's like, I'm sorry. Is that I a Canadian like, joke? I don't know. I feel like sorry i feel like they actually say cool to each other in this episode more than they say i'm sorry i mean emily's so such a teenager in this episode because someone says something and she's like cool cool like this like kind of like like where she's falling apart in sideway um toby's hair in this scene jesus christ i actually really like the keys's uh performance here um it's so different who you spend time with yeah that that shot is great i'm so glad you used that in the video but like Picture this actor compared to the Keegs in that scene um, on the Hollis campus with Egg. Oh, where he's just glaring at him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like he went to like some kind of like like beefcake psycho. He's like hunky hubris mode, um, and here he's just this weird, shy robot, insecure boy with like a way too much hair. Way too much hair. Well, I think it's because here he's supposed to be like Boo Radley, like a weird guy. And then they're like, oh, let's put him together with Spencer because she has chemistry with everyone. And they're like, all right, we need to we need to do some landscaping here, like clean this guy up, give him like a nice bro cut, tell him to hit the gym. So he's got like amazing abs and and then he'll be okay to be Spencer's boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, in general. I think this episode's incredibly strong. I mean, uh, did you like Ezra's like really lame like attempts at flirting about the pesto? Like, this is some fucking lame ass jokes he's making about like pesto coming out your nose and stuff. You know, and I feel like in a real immature relationship, this goofy flirtatiousness would have turned from like intellectual to like attempts at sexual really fast i know he tries to get her to stay you mean like uh in the real life version of this yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. um mm-hmm. much like ren's like stay stay in my motel room here at the Ez- ezra's move would definitely be like bring up sex as many times as possible yeah i mean he'd, he'd start talking about like he'd tell her that anecdote about the time that f scott fitzgerald had to have hemingway like look at his dick and reassure him that it was big enough and then like somehow that would turn into it sounds know. like an anecdote you like to tell Really? Oh, you just brought it up. Well, it's an example. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like the steps for communicating, like or the deal with the idea of communication or lack thereof and how the liars handle change in their own way. I think if you take the A out of it, uh, as they do for most of this episode, this is the most similar to like Doherty's previous work on like 30 something or uh, now and again, which I completely forgot about, which is the debut of Evan Rachel Wood. Okay. And the Rocketeer, I think, is on that show too. Yeah, Billy Campbell. I love the look that Hannah gets when she sees Ren kissing Spencer. Also, I love the whole like aborted romance here, where as soon as uh, Spencer has like learned that Ren is like making a play for her, mm-hmm. she's just like not interested. She's like, I, I already won, basically. I, I uh, you know, separated you from my sister. 
with my sexual wiles, I'm not interested in all in like any sort of romance here. Well, like my question for you is, is this further victory? Like, is she, is she more satisfied walking away knowing that he's essentially begging her for some kind yeah. of connection here? That's spiking the ball. Yeah. Also the, there's a great, uh, Mona's a hint here. Uh, the radio station mm-hmm. says, uh, here's, here's a song from, for Hannah from your best friend, a, yeah, it's like who's Hannah's best friend? Oh yeah, love yeah. that. Oh, uh, it's just yeah. right there, like in your face. I want to say we obsessed over like how you even do this request line indication. Like, is this Hannah's favorite radio station? And Mona knows that, <laughs> or did like did Mona call like every local radio station and put in this request? I would buy it back in our day when like you literally could t- like I would I knew you listened to Quad because like that was what we listened to, you know, but I, I don't know, like in the late two thousands, if people even listen to radio stations anymore, I mean, I haven't listened to radio station in like 10 years at least. It's funny when you talk about our local radio stations. And I remember when I realized when I finally switched from 93 slash 98 rock mm-hmm. to quad yeah. and like, all the reasons I told myself why I switched and later I just, I realized it was like a huge tonal personality shift within myself. Um, oh, wow. Were you a, uh, were you like a little headbanger when you were younger? No, no, no. But that was the thing is I realized, I finally realized like whatever the, however Aria puts it in the pilot about a person with pink streak in their hair, not knowing who they are. Like I realized that I don't associate with the kind of people who listen to the station. That's not who I am. You went from cock rock to alt rock. I think we all made that journey. Yeah. Yeah. Night rock wasn't quite cock rock, but wasn't it? They played Metallica. Oh, that was that horrible time in the nineties too. When people did mandatory Metallica. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, God, a whole hour of your radio. Yeah. But anyways, this is 2010. People actually listen to radio at this point. Um, Mona, Mona just knew that Hannah would listen to that station. Yeah, yeah. Even though she's um, in like her mom's car, I think. Like, I don't know whose car that is. I want to say we find out later that yeah, I don't uh, think Hannah has a Hannah, car. At I think this they're point. sharing a car. Yeah, yeah. Which would make sense. They're sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Emily just won and, a car. Know, so, so Emily. Yeah, has a it, car. but it's also it's a one paycheck family. <laughs> That's a big part of season one. But yeah, so we get the fantastic letter to A, or letter to Ella from A mm-hmm. when Arya comes home. And the message in the mirror in jungle red. There really Which is a great color of lipstick that just the contrast, it's so bright. Mm-hmm. I just, I'd like for a show that's all about like cyber terrorism on our privacy, like A can do like this analog <laughs> menacing too. <laughs> All right, let's move on to please do talk about me when I'm gone with the fucking original Jason. Can't say I miss this dude. He's just so it's such a different vibe. It's such a different whole character. Really, He seems much older, too. Yeah. Well, like the Peter Hastings connection is so much stronger in retrospect. Hmm. Um, Well, the uh, he's like drinking scotch at one point, like totally not new Jason. At all. Well, I have it in my, my notes. This guy working late with this teenage girl on this, this memorial, is he hitting up her dad's scotch collection? Did he bring his own bottle? What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. Like, don't mind me. I brought my own bottle of scotch. 
Well, and I, I just where they were going with that character, this idea that oh, he used to be like a like punk rock guy, but now he's sophisticated and, and slick, and he's secretly like a Slytherin like alley or something. I just wasn't feeling it. Like I just. I don't think they landed there. Like they, there's that line about like, oh, you're more like Ali than I, than I thought, or something like that. And it, I just didn't feel like it was there in the performance or in the writing to really, like, it, it wasn't fully cooked, you know. Yeah, well, and it it it's a goofy, funny, accurate depiction of the girls, though, because Emily refers to his music as hardcore punk music, <laughs> and then later on, uh, when we find out that he went to, or earlier in the episode, we find out he went to Ivy League school, and Spencer's like. Must have been a scholarship for goths and emos. <laughs> but uh, written by Joseph Jason. Doherty, by Arlene Sanford. Yeah, Arlene Sanford. Jason is like, what? It was guided by voices. Chill out. Like, I, I can't not, see. That's not the same thing. Yeah, I know. You should have said Dashboard Confessional. Oh. Well, I, I'm thinking like New Jason. Like, what does New Jason listen to? Be, like, like, a lot of Best Coast, probably. New Jason probably is just like Everclear is the greatest band oh, yeah. of time. he speaks my truth. Yes. And maybe like a lot of Dick Dale. Yeah. Oh, and uh, who's that guy I really fucking hate? Brian Setzer. Yeah. Oh, come on. Don't be mean to Jason like that. You think... Uh, those those are fighting think, words. Do you think New Jason has accepted the social D? Oh yeah, he definitely listens to social media. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Perry Farrell. Perry Farrell is probably his patron saint. No, I don't think so. Really? Yeah, no, I don't get Perry Farrell from him. Okay. That's a little a little too much. Fucking hmm. Perry Farrell. Ugh. I love uh in this, by the way, when they're opening up their little bowl fountain thing, how they're like all working mm-hmm. screwdrivers at once on it. Yeah. It's like they each have a, their own screwdriver to take out a single screw. <laughs> this giant ass crate that they wheel in. This will be the last time they wheel in a crate that's like they ordered and isn't just from A. Yeah. Um, when he shows up, like Ari is already smiling at this OG Jason's jokes. His lame, lame jokes. Yeah, this fucking. Oh, and then. <laughs> When they find out that Jenna's going to be at the memorial, Arya's like, how are we going to stop her about looking like bitches? <laughs> it's one of my favorite Arya lines. It's a real problem, Arya. Mm-hmm. And then the homecoming flashback. Yeah. Well, and then we also get all these uh, like flashbacks to the lake, I guess, wherever they are. Like They, they each flashback to Allie being mean to them in some way or other. Oh, Allison also... Being a fashionable freshman year teenage morbid psychopath. My God, Sasha Viterso looks so young, but she's so good as Allie in these. Yeah. I miss this Allie so much. She's just so cruel. I almost wonder if it's like, can you only be this cruel when you're literally a teenager? You know? She's, well, what I think it's weird. It's a, a weird craft thing. What shows off her skill at that so much more to me in this scene is that she's completely immobile like she or not mm. uh, immobile she's just sitting she's lounging sitting in her throne yeah and she's just like spewing venom so perfectly <laughs> from her iron throne of like teenage apathy or whatever but like mm. it's not like she's in people's faces or slapping anyone or whatever or like standing at the top of the stairs it's like she's just chilling and she owns this whole scene but yeah, the homemade flashback of Ezra. I could never hate you. I got this haircut for you. God. 
Oh, you're so weak, Ezra. Um, I wonder, like, I wonder if they had planned to write him off the show at that point and they changed their mind, you know, like after homecoming, like we could have never seen him again and, and that'd be whatever. Yeah. But he came back. Um, cause he had to work on that book. Yeah. No con got band of horses tickets. Strictly. VIP. <laughs> fucking band of horses. Strictly VIP. Oh yeah. Sean's a fucking dork. I just, why is Nolcon friends with Sean? Like, what is what is Nolcon getting out of that? There must be something. Uh, I just want maybe to he's see doing the, all Noel's homework or something like that. I just want to see the the scene where like Sean is forced to go along with Noel and like abandoning Ben. You know, like yeah, this is gonna happen, happen my my lake house orgy party with my brother Eric. Uh, you could come, Ben, if you were invited. Ooh. Ooh, like the the Camp Mona version of the, yeah, the yeah, Bros yeah. Camp Mona. Yeah, that or they just drive out in the woods and then push Ben out of the moving car. Maybe they did kill Ben. I mean, we never saw him again. Yeah, could be. Noel Khan's just like, we don't accept the losers on my squad. You've got to go. You and it's just like, all right, man. whatever, fine. He's like, no, I mean, you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I mean, secrets, too. He just takes out some medieval weaponry and beheads mm-hmm. Ben. Yeah. <laughs> and Noel's like, picks up the head, stares into the eyes, looks into the camera. I hope this isn't ironic later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, strictly VIP. And we found out Nocon has eyes for Arya. Yeah, Arya Montgomery. Which, well, she had eyes for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like her her big crush, her one that got away or whatever. I but mean, like, Understandably. You know, what's funny to me is that the way they write him, I could see No Khan just being like the uh, their version at this point of the boyfriend from uh, uh, Mean Girls, that guy, um, Aaron, Aaron something or other. But yeah. like, Brand Doherty o- still 3rd seems, guy. yeah, yeah, October third guy. Brand Doherty still seems so fucking sinister to me. <laughs> By the way, what the fuck happened to that guy? But yeah, I know. Even even young innocent No Khan, he still has that edge to him. Like he, he's always got a, a scam going or something like that. Like I am 100% positive that every one of these scenes that we've seen so far in season one, he's got a little baggie of like pills in his pocket. <laughs> yeah, he can get you uppers. He can get you downers. You just ask. Get you sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of Lucas's brilliant yearbook picture idea? I was, this is another one where I was like, oh, they're going to like see one of the lockers and like realize there's a clue in it. And try to figure out whose locker that is, and then that, that didn't go anywhere either. Um, I mean, speaking as a uh, you know nationally award winning yearbook editor, what did I think of it? It's okay. Um, I feel like it's a little self serving, and I'm gonna bet that like those are like Lucas's friends' lockers or something like that. I don't know. I don't think it's that ask, interesting. I'm gonna ask a genuine question because I ju- I don't remember. Is it national or is it regional? Oh, it's national. Okay. Yeah, gold um, crown. I will take your word for it. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, no one when they're doing the yearbook, nobody thinks about the fact that like this will probably be more important to you later. It's like I don't give a shit about people's lockers. I just, yeah, <laughs> I, I you would have to find just like lockers with like amazing amounts of personality in them. Yeah. Other than like, oh, that's my books and that's my lunch. Yep, that's my locker. You know, it's like you need like <laughs> weird, you know, like <laughs> stickers and posters and photos and just like. 
wacky stuff from Spencer's gifts in there. Here's my suggested deleted scene for this. They flip up. They flip one of the uh, the prints, and Hannah's like, "Oh, what is in that locker?" And Lucas is like, "Shaving cream." <laughs> a nice Lucas voice there. Uh, I hate Lucas. I was reminded how much I hate Lucas by watching this early episode of him. Has he really sold all of his action figures as he proclaims? I mean, his bedroom is a fucking like nerd showroom. It's embarrassing. He's really got this like this condescension down. You know, like he he really acts constantly like he's better and more mature than all these other high school kids. Yeah. Like he's he's got it all figured out and they don't. Yeah. With his uh his adult toys, like his camera there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate you, Lucas. Do you think he's gonna be a Lucas? No, no. Uh, he's no. gonna be a helper or something. I'm sure. There's no reason for him to be around unless he's involved. No, I don't. Oh. I don't think this will be. Okay. Well, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Do you think he'll die? Yes. Okay. I need to be high. Yes. I think like he'll sit factory. down. I think he'll sit down on a firecracker or something like that. Um. I like that Arya, in flashback, calls Jenna friend, Jenna's friends second string. Oh, yeah. I think they also call them like the D-list or something. Yeah, yeah. That's such a weird, like it's such a weird turn from Arya. I know. Arya's calling them second string. Well, that's why Arya, I think that's why her and Allie, they get along. Secretly, yeah. Arya knows what's up. Mm-hmm. She's just nicer about it, but she knows what's up. Uh, Jenna with her taking her glasses off. It's fucking terrifying. I almost wonder, like, should they have saved this for later? I don't know, but it's a it's a great reveal, though. Like, her eyes are so scary. I guess they had to do it just to show you that she wasn't blind yet. But yeah, my God, those green eyes are terrifying. Well, because once she lost her eyesight, she became full on vampire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I remember the first time I watched this, like. This is probably like, you know, five in the morning watching binged on Netflix from wherever I started. And I was just like, nah, God, those fucking eyes. Well, I mean, that was my watching it, you know, weekly on Hulu. Mm. Like, I was like, oh, no, put the glasses back on. <laughs> I mean, no shade. They're, they're beautiful eyes, but they're fucking terrifying. There's just yeah, I don't know. something about. I don't know. They're like two. They're striking. Words. Yeah, striking yeah. is a great word. Um, also, that Prudence Finn got a boob job. Prudence. <laughs> what a name. That's a, that's a good, like, waspy East Coast name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, like, I don't know if I'm just supposed to believe the girls are naive or, like, are they actually writing it when they say, no con, the whole package, cute, rich, brainy. He's brainy in his own way. I feel like he's way ahead of, like, Sean or Ben. Oh, without a doubt. Especially Ben. Ugh. I mean, I feel like Noel Khan and Allie have like unlocked the secret to high school. Allie more so than Noel Khan, but Noel, I think he has like a a greater awareness of kind of the tropes of high school. What's fascinating about Allison to me, though, is that she has this vocabulary, this like worldly vocabulary of references and, and uh, culture is not the right word, but like. You don't know quite know where it comes from, and it comes from I Google. Mean, we found out. If it comes from Google, I guess on the fly, and yet at the same time, she has some kind of take on Breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, 
Uh, but the whole this whole episode, everything with Noel Khan, I tried to see him as okay. He's just a wholesome good guy, maybe at this point. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't looks learned super how creepy. to smell fear yet. Yeah, he looks super creepy. But then I kept I kept hearing his voice from uh, seven ten in my head. It's like <laughs> you bitches never understood me, and I'm like shiver. Well, we never know what happened to Noel Khan. Do you think we'll get a flashback with him, or is that is that it? Are we done? Well, flashback to what? To how the fuck he became the guy wielding an axe. I know because no. I mean, like, I, I kind of thought like, oh, wouldn't it be cool? If, like before the end of the show, they did like another high school flashback. It's like, look at the actresses. How would you even do that? You know? Yeah. yeah. Same thing for Noel Khan. He's like super Fifty Shades of Grey ripped now. I know. <laughs> I know. Um yeah, see, Wilden with the locker room photos, I was like, oh, this is where they're going to find the clue. And then, no. Oh, well. Wilden's such a creep. I do. I really miss Wilden, though. I feel like he was a great villain. A lot of great PLL villains are just all about, like, getting in these girls' physical space, but also, like, kind of mental space. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. Would mm-hmm. it have been more hard-hitting for Allison at the end of Season 6 if instead of Wilden, it was Ian that uh, Archer pretended to be. Um, Ian would have made, from what we know, Ian would have made more sense because mm-hmm. uh, she pushed him. You know, he ended up dead. But who knows? Maybe, maybe there's more to Wilden. Maybe we'll see uh, Bryce Johnson come back again, or maybe it's like Ryan Merriman was busy. And they couldn't get him, so they use Wilden. I mean, Wilden does have the advantage of having like gunshot wounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been maybe a little bit harder to do an EN one. Like you'd just be bleeding from the head. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be like just big blood stains on his shirt. You know. Here's the thing about Bryce Johnson and Ryan Merriman. Yeah, they're sitting by the phone they're every waiting. day. They're like, PLL's going to call, and I'm going to say, I knew you'd call. <laughs> I hope I don't fuck it up when they actually call. Well, you know, I'm sure when you do like a guest spot on like some CBS show, it's like you're in and you're out. But on this show, you really never know. Yeah. <laughs> like they might bring you back for some random flashback. I mean, Ian was definitely the sacrifice that Rosewood demanded. Um, I love this. The, the bit with Spencer just like leaning against the bookcase in the library, like studying oh, Jenna. Yeah. I like when the she... library was a, was a set, was, yeah. a, was a locale. I don't think we saw it after this half season. I'm well, not mistaken. I remember when was the flashback with Emily in the note? That's in the that's, that's in the next episode. Yeah. yeah. Um. She starts off. Spencer does being like kind of cautious and polite, and then she eventually just starts threatening Jenna. It's great. Mm-hmm. As Jenna, or as as Spencer always does with Jenna, you know, like she just can't help getting her digs in. Well, then Jenna drops that tease that maybe one of the liars killed Alice. Mm. She was afraid of you. I mean, Jenna and to to some extent, like OG Jason, I think they are the fire by which superhero Spencer is born for the rest of the show here. Is OG Jason the fire? I think he's partially the um, the in some ways I might be worse. Allison told me how you threw the, you threw the thing there. The fact that Spencer is buried under the the dark legend of her own. Deeds, you know, I guess you could say the idea that Allie was gonna set her up. I could see that. I just, I don't, I can't attribute that to OG Jason. To me, his character just didn't work at this point. I think he's he's the delivery mechanism. Um, you know, 
these these great great heroes are are born in the flame, and it's the privilege of lesser people to light that flame. Um, also, apparently, Lucas talks about Count Dooku and Darth Sidious a lot to Hannah. Yeah, come on. Know Lucas. your audience. I know. Jerk. Your fucking giant remote control boat. For all she knows, <laughs> His that's rudder like a, is stuck. Yeah, for all she knows, that's a dish you think you can cook. Yeah. Um, can never look back, Hannah. Something might be gaining on you. I, a lot of this stuff, too, I look back and I wonder, were they doing like chemistry tests? Like, this first Byron scene, and like, Ashley. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because that's a big thing for like the next two episodes, too. And then it just, yep. nope. Yeah, yeah. Thank God for that, too. Although, uh, I mean, theory, that definitely fits. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's something where like Laura Layton's like, I wouldn't fuck him with Wilden's dick. <laughs> Bryce Johnson's like, hey, I'm right here. <laughs> Bryce Johnson's like, I'm sorry, the maestro? It would be an honor. Um, also, there's apparently a Principal Hartman at the school at this point. Oh, different principal? I didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah, and Jason enjoys making a fool of him. <laughs> God, I, I just do not like early Jason. His, like, trying to give Wilden shit scene, like, he just comes off like a dick. Not, not I like, guess. not impressively so. All I know is that, that this actor was let go because this the, the change oh. was to do with actors. But I yeah. wonder at what point I'd love to hear more about the psychology of like let's go back to the drawing board and the character. Yeah. Because yeah. weren't you saying even while binging it, like at first, you were like, Who the fuck is this earthy bro? In season no, I, two? I thought they were the same person, to be honest. I thought it was the same actor and they just like oh, oh. like reconceive the idea of the character. And then I was like, wait a minute, no, that's not the same guy. I mean, I may find it when we do one B, but like, isn't there like a shirtless like tour de stade scene of OG Jason? Yeah, he's at a the the track and field at one point, like doing his his exercise. It's that whole right. bit where there's like the photo with Spencer. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, so then uh, later Emily puts on her Maya scarf and has an Allison flashback to the kissing, talking about the kissing rock. Allie's um, is so mean. Like she, she's just twisting the knife with Emily. Like, oh, Emily, do you like someone? Who do you want to kiss? Well, she has this these weird logic teenage Edgar Allan Poe logic bombs that she drops. Like, like when somebody points out that like her her story that people have been coming to the Kissing Rock for hundreds of years is obviously not true, mm-hmm. and she's like, just because I make it up doesn't mean it's not true. <laughs> And then, like, later on, she drops, like, he should never disappoint a ghost. It's like, okay. <laughs> the girl who just talked about how she wants to live fast and die young and leave a beautiful corpse. Well, you can see how she she, she likes the attention from Emily. Like, she enjoys it, but she's not – you definitely don't get the sense that she's really emotionally connected there. Like, yeah. I think she just wants to know that, like, she has Emily in her pocket, basically. Which is, in some ways, more of how Allison and Spencer are like. I mean, mm-hmm. it's all the girls are interesting when you consider Allison to be a mirror to some aspect of them, yeah. or them a mirror of some aspect of her. Um, uh, and then I just I wrote down the most crucial Sean line, which is the most important important part of a band is the name. And I should know. I had one. God, he's such Sean. No con is all about those breadsticks. You paid for them. You want them. <laughs> I 
all my fucking crazy sticks. Well, what kind of delivery service is this where they bring you the pizza and then they come back later to give you the breadsticks? Like, I think he he steps aside. He goes to the door when the doorbell rings. All the rest of them are in the kitchen thinking whatever normal thing. And I feel like Nolcon pulls like a gun out of nowhere and he's just like, delivery boy, you're entering a world of pain. See, I thought you were going to go with like he like has some like Spanish fly that he bought online from a, a weird website and he just sprinkles it over the breadsticks. He's like, don't tell anyone, buddy. And then 20 minutes later, this guy's just like, can I go? <laughs> no, why you're an I, accomplice why, now. Why did you make me watch that? You're an accomplice now. Yeah. No, but like 20 minutes later, only him and Sean eat the breadsticks. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, whatever. Yeah. You got the um, the... the Maya, Emily, uh, I, what is this? I, something, I, I walked with zombie. I walked with the zombie, yeah. Great first date movie. They just spilled out popcorn all over the floor. That's Sounds gross. Sexual. Sounds yeah. sexual. Um, also, I feel like Lucas made money off those eBay purses way too fast. Yeah, he probably bought them himself because he's like weird and like trying to like forge a friendship by making it seem like it's easy to sell stuff or something, you know? Remember when he tried to get every single photo of Hannah and like the prison jumpsuit off the internet? Yeah, he had his like artificial intelligence scanning the internet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hey, asshole, a couple years later, Catwoman tried to get that program. It's not real. (laughs) Yeah, it's not Um, real. Um, No contract. Too good to be true. Yeah. (laughs) Do you feel in charge? (laughs) No con trying to be a good guy here. Just being like, hey, are you? I. I sense the the issue here. I'm gonna I'm gonna back off, but you know, here's my number. Is he smelling the fear yet? How often do you think Nocon starts a conversation with "It's time for some game theory"? <laughs> oh god! But yeah, Jason, we, we skipped over the Jason scene. He is way too determined to like stick it to these teenage girls. It's the, I just I don't know where his character is coming from. His character doesn't make sense to me in, in this episode. Well, is it like, like you fucking bitches? There I was sitting in my room, listening to my Everclear, feeling mm-hmm. righteous, and you made fun of me. I just I don't I can't get into his headspace at all. He just seems like he exists to sow conflict, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't seem like a real person, I guess, at this point. But yeah, so. Uh, then Spencer calls the SOS to inform the others what Jason said about what Allison said. And this is in my notes when I wrote down, I think this is when Spencer became our lead character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because she's got all the skin in the game. Well, I think, and then Ryan shows up. Or, sorry, not Ryan. Ian shows up in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's a, a casting-wise, there is an incredible skeezy dude budget in this episode. <laughs> you got OG Jason, Sean, Noel, Lucas, Byron, Wilden, and Ian. I'm kind of shocked they couldn't spend the money on getting like Ezra in there for five seconds. Oh yeah, Ezra's not in here. Yeah, there's no room in the creep budget. That's oh, am I wrong or was is this the one or was it last episode that uh, Sir Shepard is in? I think last episode I think was the one of Sir Shepard. Yeah, I think we see her in the previous in the previous season. Yeah. Before that, that substitute became a uh, local reporter. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) something wasn't working out, so she got a job at the local broadcast station which you would think that she'd be able to be like you know like hap i also like subbed at that high school where she went yeah all right um let's go ahead and oh the 
Memorial gets smashed, but let's move on to our last Fuck one. Fuck you, Artiles. Yeah. yeah. So keep your friends close. This is written by Merlin King, directed by Ron Lagomarsino. I feel like they team up a lot. Yeah, I I haven't looked at the numbers lately. Um, I feel like he was still trailing behind Norbuck for the most episodes. He's up there, though, yeah. Yeah, he's like number two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Hannah is very concerned that one side of her face might be fatter than the other. Well, just the that moment where the other girls all look at it and consider it before saying, no, in unison. <laughs> this cast has amazing comedic timing. I know, they're great. I love uh, fucking creepy ass Ian's just walking around like shaking hands with random students. Like he's this just guy's, like elected. He's such a fucking politician. Like if if he hadn't gotten in trouble, he would have been like the next mayor, like in five years forward. Or he would have been. He would have been like uh, uh, Veronica's Veronica's opponent. opponent. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. would have been awesome. Yeah. That would have been quite the plot line. Yeah. Can you imagine like their debate where he just like leans into the microphone after she has some amazing. <laughs> like policy speech and he's just like i fucked your daughter mm-hmm. i'm sorry both your daughters um yeah he's back you feel lucky as that fucking matters oh, i'm sorry what was that as if that fucking matters you're the new field hockey coach oh, yeah, I, I love that mona got uh invitations for all of hannah's new friends for my bestie and her other friends mm-hmm. yeah and then uh, they immediately get the uh, after they all say they're not going to go. They immediately get the text saying you have to go for me. Yeah. Now this was the one where you were like Mona's a right. When I first watched it, before I knew. Yeah. Wasn't Camp Mona I mean, the the one thing that like pushed you over the edge? No, the pilot was the thing pushing me over the edge. Nah, in the, the past you said Camp Mona was the one where you were like. Oh, I think Camp Mona is Camp Mona is probably what solidified it, but okay. like. Dirty Mona, the depiction of Dirty Mona is what told me the pilot. Um, but yeah, I wrote down in my notes too. I love that right as they've just all verbally bailed on Mona. Because then we find out later on that Mona gives Hannah like a phone. It's like towards the end of season two, like she gives her a brand yeah. new phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one where she figures out it's recording in the finale. I feel like she's already doing like Mr. Robot exploits or whatever on, on, Mona, on Hannah here now. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Mona suggests, you know, birthday lunch, skipping school at Reeve Gauche, um, which sounds like an amazing lunch. I love the, uh, the way she interacts with Ashley Marin here. It's so like Eddie Haskell. It's great. He yeah. calls her Mrs. M. Yeah. Wink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ashley's like, I'm serious, Mona. And Mona's like, yeah, me too. Wink. <laughs> um, there's like two people I would love to have like a meal with if I didn't think I was going to get killed or eaten. And like one of them's Hannibal Lecter and the other's, you know, Mona. I think your odds are about the same with either of them. Yeah. I think I'd enjoy it more one over the other, but yeah. Um, of course. Which, which Hannibal? Oh, I was thinking of, uh, the James Mads Bond villain, Hannibal. Yeah. Matt Mickelson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not that I, not that I dislike esteemed actor, Anthony Hopkins, but I'd rather hear him talk about the future of robots. Um, uh, uh, so of course, Mads Mickelson yeah. handball. His this food looks good. I feel like it. Yeah, it's quite the chef. Well, I think that you know having the space and the real estate for things on TV show. They were smart in like the you know three episodes I saw of that show. Having shown him actually preparing the food, like the artistry, mm-hmm. 
doing like that version of him, you know, slow motion sprinkling the salt, like a, like that douchebag on the internet. Um, I need it. You really would. I, I liked that that came up again recently in our personal lives that you, mm-hmm. you really are just looking for an excuse to be a cannibal. That's not true. Yeah, it is. No, we'll have this conversation uh, another time. <laughs> um, but Over of course, dinner. at home, of course, at home, Arya has a massive wicker laundry basket, bigger than her. Mm-hmm. She probably fit in it. Yeah. Um, not a shocker, Byron. Not a great single dad. Well, Arya, why do you want your dad to do your laundry? I mean, seriously, they, there's no way. Teenage girl, she doesn't want her dad doing her laundry. Yeah, don't touch my shit. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want my mom doing my laundry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Byron positions asking Arya if he can come to her special lunch with her mother, basically after complaining about how all the household chores are. Tr- you know, at, at first I thought that Byron was making a joke. Like he's being sarcastic, but I think he's actually seriously whining about all the stuff he has to do. Yeah. yeah. I think Arya's laughing off his, mm-hmm. his genuine whining. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's funny how the show works because halfway through season one, uh, Melissa can't get over how Ian broke her heart. End of season t- or end of season one, they're Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> oh, we get the flashback to Ian being a total skis and like just coming up, rubbing his crotch right on Spencer's ass there to like show her how to hit a uh, field hockey ball. It's so sleazy. Set to fake Elliot Smith. Um, I am so shocked that Ian didn't end this flashback with like, hey, uh, let me make you a sandwich and drink some milk and then uh, let's make a sex tape because I'm really into that. I'm super into that. I love when it cuts to Allie. She has like this great bad girl pose. She has this like tiny little jean jacket on Uh and she's got like her hand, her thumbs like looped in her her belt loops or something like it's just this great look. She's just like, that's disgusting. The way they they handle that like like visually is fantastic she doesn't like come around a corner mm-hmm. happening on this like it's like you don't know how long she's been there she's just there like she's like this fixture in their lives who's seen it all and then she points out that would make you a skank and we return <laughs> from the flashback and we get like her phantom voiceover like that that, that would make you a skank 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 oh <laughs> uh, we see uh you know budding romance between Arya and Nol Khan here and Ezra in the background, oh my god, his fucking face when he sees them kiss is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> he just seriously looks like he's about to pull out a gun and murder some people. <laughs> he's like mentally digging the holes for the body. I'm just picturing Ian Harding doing the uh, the lines in the beginning of Pulp Fiction. All right, uh, you fucking pigs, this is uh, a robbery. <laughs> He shoots a gun off. Um, Noel Collin or like, like young baby Brant Doherty talking about lying around and watching old movies, which is like catnip to Aria. Like he still makes that sound crazy sleazy sounding. Oh, you know, he must have like gone to her, her website page and figured out that's what she'd want to do. Yeah. Because there's no way he'd ever suggest doing that himself. Yeah. He's like, let's just lie around and watch Peeping Tom. <laughs> And Arya's like, I'll tell you one better. Let's watch Eyes Without a Face. I like how he has to go talk to his bros and they like chest bump. Yes. <laughs> like he's he's like doing the uh like kind of high five handshake with one of them, chest bumping another. He's just full broing out there. Yeah. 
and then they cut away, but then he like rubs stick with another one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, I love when Hannah like innocently texts, I can't make it to lunch. Mona texts back, screw you. <laughs> screw you. Hannah doesn't even try to be like, I'm sorry. The FBI harangues me like, no. Uh, and then for, I think, one episode and one episode only, April Gray shows up. Who's April Gray? Uh, the FBI agent. Oh, yeah, yeah, the FBI. Yeah, we never see these guys again. From so many things like like Magnolia and Lost. Yeah. Well, there's um, there's this other dude who I'm pretty sure is just blurry in the background the entire time. A I guess he's the partner, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Little Baby Holbrook, yeah. Well, like... The Rosa PD brings in the FBI and then later downgrades to the Pennsylvania State Police. <laughs> we get the classic, I know you want to kiss me. Yeah. Yeah. The mortgage guy on the phone of Ashley's a real dick. Well, I mean, maybe he's had this conversation through like 20 times. I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, he, he does sound like a dick. Anything else I can help you with? I mean, for all we know, they've had the same conversation for an hour or something, you know. True. Yeah. She's like, I promise you, if you could see me, you'd want to give me this extension. He's like, what? I like how they they let us know it's okay for Ashley to steal this lady's money because she takes all the fucking butterscotch candies. Oh, yeah. She's a fucking monster and deserves to die. They're like, it's okay. It's fully justified. She took a lot of candy. Question I'm waiting for 7B to answer. Did Mona kill this old woman? Yeah, it was it just a lucky coincidence? <laughs> Is it something like, like at the the on the border of town coffee shop? There's Mona in her hoodie being called Angel Eyes or whatever they called her. Mm-hmm. Like there's Mrs. Potter, and she's like, "Oh dear, can I have one of your creamers off the tray?" And Mona's like, "Sure." And like takes all the creamers. <laughs> Mona's like, "Sorry, bitch, you gotta die." I feel like Mona probably has that like Mission Impossible drug where she just like squirts it into your coffee and. Like uh, an hour later, you'll have a heart attack, or you, you'll appear to have a heart attack, and that's you know, not what happened. Natural causes. Yeah. That guy spends the next rest no, of the day yeah. shitting. <laughs> but that kind of uh, like spy drug, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the the fake pen that squirts yeah. it. Yeah. Um, LOL. That Noel Khan gets to read Ezra's shitty poetry first. Oh, B twenty six, the poem. Yeah. So. This is an I Marlene episode. Does that mean that she wrote this poem? Didn't we ask Brian Holdman at one point? I guess we asked him about, we asked him about something else. Yeah. The reading of Hardy. Yeah. And he was like, I wrote that. <laughs> I was like, who is the asshole who wrote that? Oh, uh, yeah. B26. It's a number. It's a song. It's a girl. Smooth. <laughs> Pearl joy packed. Gold falafel. Ass through ice. It's 430. Morning with phone calls. It's deaf mute. It's cheap. A foreign car. Maybe bingo. Lucky night. <laughs> something says this is bad. Or no, I'm sorry. Something says smells bad. Oh, that has got to be the worst poem ever written. Congratulations, Marlene. And later on, Ari's like, how dare you write something so beautiful? As through ice. It's deaf mute. Like what? I I just I don't know how how you could even write this poem. Uh, <laughs> do you remember the episode of news radio 
Or what's his name? Stephen Root translates his biography to yeah. Japanese and back to English. <laughs> Maybe that's what Ezra did. What did you mean when you wrote Donkey, Donkey, Donkey Power? <laughs> it's uh, deaf mute. It's cheap. A foreign car. Maybe bingo. <laughs> like how? How? How did she do this? Did she just randomly highlight text and copy and paste it from another document into this? Like how could you ever come up with such a terrible poem? It's like if you sampled <laughs> people who like the last thing they did was smell toast. Their last yeah. words. Gold falafel. Like Ari, it's like you compared me to morning with phone calls. I'm deaf mute. What? I'm a foreign car. I'm cheap. I, <laughs> I think Ari is operating under the principle of if I don't understand it, it must be beautiful. <laughs> He wrote about me. Yeah. I'm laughing so hard at the poetry that it's physically hurting me. Smells bad. It smells bad. The last line of the poem about you is, it smells bad. Come on, Arya. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God, that's so, it's so fucking horrible. <laughs> oh, my God. Her, like, showing Spencer lady says, see what he wrote about me? He says, it smells bad. <laughs> I like this one shot where Ashley Marin's just like spaced out at her desk, like doing jack shit. I yeah. admire her worth it, work ethic there. <laughs> She's got like a really weird cubicle. Like it's an office, I think. I, it looks like it's like not quite like a door there. Yeah. Like you just come around a corner. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. Bank offices are weird. Yeah. I wonder, is that an actual job? Like you're just there to open the safety deposit? I mean, next time you go to the bank, look at half the people and just mm-hmm. wonder, like, what the fuck do you actually do here? Um, yeah, Mona is... I love that, like, Mona, when she deals with Hannah, like the Hannah being uninvited, the, uh-huh. she positions herself into the A-drama, that she got a text. Also, like, whatever happened to Naomi and Riley? <laughs> they got broomed. That's what happened to them. Yeah. Well, then later, so Mona, like when Mona has complained to the others, and she's like, Mona was my friend when you guys weren't, even at this early stage. And Ellie's like, Yeah, that's cool. Anyways, you got us. So fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. her. <laughs> I think we still don't like Mona just because. I don't even have a reason to yet, and mm-hmm. I still hate her. <laughs> and I'm the nice one. And then we fucking cut to Arya, like very dramatically positioned on the school steps. Yeah. On like the little balustrade there, crying as she reads this fucking poem. <laughs> she, she, it's so beautiful. I smell bad. The imagery that she stares at him through the window, window, yeah, the door window, and then she barges in. I read your poem, B twenty six. How dare you? Um, How dare he, you confess <laughs> these things in a poem and not tell me? I deserve to know all of your feelings. Yeah. You were lying about your feelings, and that's a lie. But it's it's halfway through season one, and he's already saying, one, I never meant for you to read that. And she's saying, two, I don't know which of your bullshit stories to believe anymore. <laughs> I love the hard-ass looks that Nolcon and Ezra give each other. Where, like, Nolcon, the student, it just appears more threatening than Ezra, who's just, like, trying to, like, it's, like talk through his teeth all tight, like like he's got some authority here. There's a weakness to his, like, is there something you want to say to me? Uh-huh. Is there something you want to say to me, Mr. Khan? 
all conscious like i could beat you up just we know that right i just want to know to like light a cigarette take a drag flick it in ezra's eye exactly and then Ezra throws the magazine. I, I forgot about that. He throws it across the room after Nolis. It's great. Yeah. He's in such a huff. This dude is 23, an adult, a teacher, and he's this mad about uh, a poem he wrote for his high school student. Mm-hmm. He's in a love triangle with a high school girl and her high school boyfriend. This is probably when, like... Uh... Uh, in the writer's room, I'm Marlon King's like, I want to have him punch a wall. Yeah. And they were like, no, save it for five seasons. <laughs> It'll be so much more effective then. Yeah. Especially when he cries afterwards. Mm-hmm. And Caleb just kind of smirks at him. Yeah. Like, look yeah. at this asshole. It's like we need a character who could smirk at him. I love how uh, Ian shows up trying to talk to melissa and then like silently all the liars just start filing in with camping shit behind as they're having this awkward conversation yeah (laughs) they're all four of them just back there yeah and spencer's gotta like try to try to set it up here well this is when melissa stopped just being spencer's bitchy older sister and like being this creature who solely like survives on shade um but yeah spencer who's now effectively embraced her destiny as the epic tragic hero is like, I'm only 16 and I'm tired. <laughs> My soul is heavy. It's an old soul. All right. I mean, how quickly do you think uh, Melissa and Ian banged here? Cause they go for coffee. I feel like they don't get to the coffee shop. You think in the car? Yeah. You think like Veronica pulled up five seconds later. She's like, Oh, I'm just going to circle around the block a few times. Go back to the club. Yeah. Hit on the uh, tennis boy. Also, we got to mention. Oh, yeah, that guy. Maybe (laughs) she's busy having a cancer scare right now. Just nobody notices. Uh, Aria's outfit here. This fucking like red beanie beret thing she's wearing. Yeah. Yeah. And just the weirdest vest shirt thing. Like, I don't know. There's some weird ass outfits. We didn't even talk about. I think it's episode eight when they're dragging in the crate, they all have to unscrew together. Mm-hmm. She's got like the, the shirt that has like suspenders that aren't like hooked in. It's very weird. I so, miss, I miss doing like regular Aria, like fashion updates. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. To- Toby's face on the TV and they've got that like stock photo of him. <laughs> like, who took that photo? Where did they get it? Oh, uh, and then I love, uh, what's his face wayne field shows up and then uh emily or emily's mom is just like it's family time now maya <laughs> just like get the well, fuck out of here did you kind of feel for maya in this scene in the way you did before uh i think i at the time i i felt bad for her because like pam's pretty shitty to her although i not not to excuse it but it makes more sense once you see that she's gotten this letter from a with the uh the photos you know like at least you know why she's acting that way yeah well also to i rewinding just a second i like how the liars are also incredulous about toby potentially being allison's older boyfriend it's like they don't even know that he wore a do-rag in juvie (laughs) they're like there's allison wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole yeah i guess i guess he got really shell-shocked when his uh his hip hop album bombed, and that's mm-hmm. when he went back to like big hair, super nervous. What do I do with these goddamn arms? Yeah. 
what do you think about like the drama between Arya and Ella here and like Ella like having to forgive her? Kind of feel like you shouldn't hold that against your daughter. Well, I mean, who's the villain here? I yeah, feel like the it's villain Byron. is Byron. And yeah. Byron's like, you know, made his daughter not say anything about it. Like, I don't know why you're mad at Arya. In general, like, don't have a grudge against a girl who wears forks for earrings. Because uh-huh, she'll stab you with them. Where is your other child? And I was like, who? <laughs> who? Arya's like, my brother. And I was like, oh. Never heard of him. Oh, he's up in his room having emotional problems. Um, fucking Wayne Fields. But yeah, typical conversation between Spencer and Melissa. Allison played a lot of games, and then it's probably what got her killed. <laughs> oh yeah, it's such a a sour note to end that conversation on. I I would love to play Cards Against Humanity with the Hastings family. Oh my god, that would be fucking epic. I wonder how that would go down though. Like, would they would they go all out? Like, how would they play it? Well, I think the thing is that after three or four rounds, you're like, wait a minute, they're not even playing cards. Yeah. This is just coming out of their soul. <laughs> Are these like the handwritten cards that the families? Yeah. A lot of lulls about Toby suddenly like rising up in the backseat in Emily's car. Like how Toby long was he in there? Nowhere. It, yeah. Was he like, did he sneak into her car out in front of her house or something and just wait? I've been here for three days. You are not going to realize it for years, but this is when I first started pooping in bags. Just look at my fucking hair. Oh, my God. Whenever you would drive somewhere, I would just roll down the window and throw a bag out the window. His hair is such a just a voluminous helmet right now. Like, I feel like that hair would protect you more from a concussion than like a football helmet. (laughs) It's massive. My God, that hair. Uh, so then, yeah, Mona has her, like, Camp Mona outfit on here with, like, army hat, like, this kind of, like, camo, like, tank top thing happening. It's a great look. Like, boots. Yeah. All like the swag bags. Like, she's Tyler Jordan building her army here. Yeah. <laughs> the great uh, Camp Mona hoodie. She's got, like, just random, like, catering and, like, event staff people milling around Tense. doing shit. Yeah. I don't know if they actually call this this in the world of cosmeticians and beauticians and facial magicians and whatever, but like, is it actually called a blow me bar? <laughs> I don't know about that. That seems like a thing where like you know like Asian sex tourism, you know, has the has the the patent on it. Um, Here's a question, and, and I'm not, not, no shade, no negativity here, but the guy who's making the margaritas is a little person. I, did you happen to notice that? I didn't. He, he's on like a little stool because he's only like three feet tall. I just noticed this now. Maybe he's like a friend of the, the show or something. I don't know. Well, my question is, I know Noel Kahn's not allowed to come to this girls only. Mm-hmm. Would he be goddamn furious at like how all out she's gone here? I think he'd have to be pretty impressed. Yeah, I he's mean, like, like I it, was gonna like you know me and my bros are gonna do panty ray, but now that I see your spread, I just want to go home and cry. So take a bunch of photos, texting to Eric, be like, we gotta up our game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then 
three months later, the uh, the Con Bacchanals debut their Blow Me Bars, but they're different. <laughs> they're real different. Yeah, not as big of a hit. Well, except for uh, what's his name, like Stasi or whatever, that kid. Who? Oh, the that that guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> The guy, that everyone, yeah. the guy that everyone calibrates their burns on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's Toby's story? Uh, 901 is the the day he like was free from Jenna or something. Yeah. And yeah. he went to thank Allie and gave her his sweater. This is a token of my gratitude. Have my janky sweater. I guess, it's like the end of Star Wars when Leia gives the medal. Here is yeah. my gross sweater. Hannah, she's got like this like drab army coat on. She's got like dark clothing. And then she has this like bright hot pink bag that she takes yeah. with her. It's like you almost did the camo except for that bag. Yeah, you stand out a little bit. A little bit. Um, so is reform school friends in all the wrong places? Is that the OG actual bad guys? <laughs> I feel like Caleb would uh, just sniff at such uh, ideas that those guys are actual bad guys. So if I were to tweet reform like, school, your, get the fuck your out tweet here. about reform school friends in all the wrong places, would you respond instantly with the Caleb subtweet? Yeah. Okay. You were just a tourist, man. <laughs> Listen, Caleb, I know that I shit in a bag, but when was the last time you showered? I love how Ashley just fucking peels rubber away from Byron when he's like trying to get a ride or something. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going home. He's like, what? <laughs> it's raining. Could you give me a ride? She's well, like, you know, this was after two episodes of them like setting something up. Yeah. Like, was that all for this moment right here? <laughs> just so he can like think he's like making a connection with Ashley and like maybe they could go get a bite to eat. And she's just like, nope, later. Runs over his foot. You know, in this modern era, if you're a beautiful single mom and uh, you got a guy like uh, the maestro hitting on you, I'd absolutely drive off of a passenger seat full of cash. Mm-hmm. That's the way to go. It worked out great for Marion Crane. Um, then Emily and Aria basically get their 80s hair metal ha- hair from Canada. Well, and Toby, the betrayal as the cops come and find him. Oh, my God. the The, the look on his face. As he's like realize that he's been like betrayed or whatever, he's just like he's crying. He's just like, yeah. well, here's the thing I totally forgot about or didn't match up the significance later. I completely forgot this was at the church. Yeah, I what? feel like five years forward, all the liars and their significant others should pull their cash by that church, blow it the fuck up. <laughs> What if this scene played out where like all these lights shine on Toby and like just unconsciously he like reaches into his pocket and the cops just all shoot him because of it? Mm-hmm. It's like slow motion, like Toby getting blown away by like 20 shots right here and then that's the end of Toby. Like, yeah, like a Scorsese shot where like yeah. he's just like riddled with bullets. You hear Barry, Officer Barry say, line him up. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Toby. He's yeah. dead. He's never yeah, coming he's- back. Never seen again on the show. I like this blonde girl kind of like just staring at Spencer being weird and talking to herself at the Camp Mona. She's just like the wrong place, the wrong place, the wrong place. <laughs> this girl is just like, man, Mona's friends are weird. 
she's like, maybe I shouldn't drink any of the punch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like No Khan and his friends have done a panty raid on our punch. Um, by this point in his life, would you say 23 for Ezra? Um, mm-hmm. He's had far too many late night clandestine meetings in his car of teenage girls. Oh, yeah. Too many times where some girl has gotten to the passenger seat. He's like, thanks for meeting me. Well, you know where there's a bit where they're like at the play set and the, Spencer and Emily, her Tulpa, are looking around. And then like behind them, they hear a noise and like the swing is moving. Like was that Mona that she like somehow like ninja her way in there and push the swing just to freak them out? Probably. Or what? I mean, would she even be utilizing Lucas at this point? Uh, probably not yet. Who knows? I don't know. I, I don't think Lucas would be that slick to because they just turn around. There's no one there. So it wouldn't be slick. Noel, right? No. I mean, that, that that sequence is pretty creepy, too. Just them, like, like playgrounds at night in the woods. Like, that's a that's a good vibe, good scary vibe, I think. Mm-hmm. Swings moving on their own. I mean, I'm trying to remember when I first watched this episode like who I thought was this person in the hoodie getting into the car. Like, did I expect it to be Arya or not? You know, it's, it's a great misdirect, but also at the same time, there's some part of you who just, I don't know, connects with the weird dark side of Arya. So you're like, yes. dark. Arya. Yeah. Yeah. Darkia. No. Darkia. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> I think it'd just be Daria. Wouldn't it? Yeah, that's like a different different person though. I just want to see a scene where Arya pulls back a black hood, like looks evil, has black lipstick, drinks some red wine, and then like like tasers Ezra balls. <laughs> that's all I want. Yeah. Um yeah, so Hannah sees someone watching Ezra and Arya making out in the car, making out hot and heavy, probably doing some more finger blasting. Um, well she sees, sees them writing can she though? I mean, I know she does, but I mean, from this vantage point, realistically, can she? Well, it depends on how powerful those uh, binoculars are. But yeah, she sees obviously that it's Noel Khan in the hoodie as well as mm-hmm. Arya and Ezra. But I can see you is super creepy riding out of the back window. Yeah, I see you. And then Hannah gets run over by an angry Mona. Mm-hmm. She saw hard. Was it she? She knew too much, or she saw? She knew too much. Too much. Yeah. yeah. Um, it should have been she saw too much, but it's she knew too much. Yeah. And then the A tag, we get the uh, a little bit more of that kissing rock video. I know you want to kiss me, and then the uh, camera turns around. It's Ian. He's like, "Come closer." Well, nice job. Like this is the third time I think we've seen Ian, except for like fake Ian, the old Ian. But like mm. they did, they built him up a little bit before we get this reveal. You know, it's like now that he's like becoming more a part of the show. Suddenly, oh yeah. And he's a suspect. You know, for like this sh- this show that, I mean, I don't know how well it was marketed when it came out or how well people were aware of it. Like, I think this is a pretty solid like mid-season finale. Oh, yeah. Um, Got some cliffhangers. Yeah. Learned some new stuff. Yeah. Seemingly, we, we you knew at this point that Hannah thought she knew who a was but you know will she make it well and you know like we talk about lost perhaps too much on this podcast for a show about a podcast about pll but like i think loss is pretty relevant to pll 
Well, and, and here's why. Because as much as the mystery of Lost is so interesting and fascinating, you, you have to anchor it with like the characters. And I think people have done a fantastic job in this half season with their characters. Mm-hmm. Like the hormonal cyclone that is Arya. <laughs> and Spencer accepting her destiny. Spencer begins. And then, of course, the joy of, of Hannah and Emily. Um, Hannah, who I think is for sure the I, Marlene King surrogate on the show. Hmm, okay. Interesting. What makes you say that? Oh, I know that she's talked about in the past that that's the characters whose backstory she identified with being a child of divorce, but mm, okay. I don't know. I feel like in her episodes, she gives Hannah a lot of real fun stuff. Hannah is a fun one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, that wraps up the episodes. Uh, should we try to figure out what we're watching next? Sure. I think people would like to know if they're going to watch along with us. Yeah. So one B. I mean, I, I, there's ones I want to watch, and there's ones that are so obvious, I almost feel like we should do something else. Like we, we've already watched Careful What You Wish For, so we shouldn't do that one. Right. I believe we did Moments Later as well. Maybe I can't remember. Uh, I don't think we did Moments Later. I feel like I've watched that show not that long ago for the podcast. Maybe it was just research. Um, how about? Hmm. You want to do Je suis une amie? I feel like that's, I don't know, should we start that late? Maybe we should do I like... I mean, episode 16? Wow. Maybe Know Your Frenemies. I think that's a that's the one where Ian and Melissa get married, I think. Is this the one with the cupcakes? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the cupcake one. So, okay, so 13, Know Your Frenemies. Um... Just we and me, you want to do that one? That's 16, sure. Um, should we do the Hannah slapping Jenna one? Because it has a great that's is that monsters in the end? No, we should do monsters in the end though. Um, the Hannah slapping Jenna is the one before. I'm not sure if we should do that one or the one before it, person of interest. That's the one where Spencer is a suspect. Yeah, let's see that one. Because I want to so, say, like, it doesn't have Hannah slapping Jenna, but the rest of it's better. So, okay. yeah, we'll do 13, 16, 19, and 21. The, like, creepy of fucking, like, Founders Day Festival or whatever that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we'll – we don't need to rewatch it, but we should probably, just in case, maybe have, like, a, a Wikipedia uh, – at the end of the next one, we'll, we'll go a little bit into the end, how the season ends, because we'll be picking up with season two, the following one, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. People have seen the show. I hope so. They know I mean, happens. I remember there were times we felt really shackled not talking about Mona as A when we were doing the podcast the first time. Mm, I didn't feel shackled. I, I think I did at once, once or twice. There was one point where you and I talked about it, I remember, and we had to cut something out. I don't know. Um, why would you? It was 20 years ago. Yeah, um, all right. Well, yeah, we'll be back next time to talk about 1B, episodes 13, 16, 19, and 21. Any, uh, any new reviews? Uh, no, I want to wait for like the official 7B before I do the reviews just to make sure everyone hears them. Because not everyone listens to rewatch episodes. So uh, a couple people who I just want to say thanks or hello to after the Q&A podcast – couple names sorry emilio ashley maddie danielle holly sarah melissa mary christine natasha uh and sam from australia thank you for contacting us talking to us in some way and of course as always i want to thank keegan allen 
New oh, single. I don't know. Dropping tomorrow. Okay. At what point does he get a restraining order on you? A restraining order? Yeah. Oh, I think it'll be on you before it's on me. Really? Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, let's. We should run a poll on that. I mean, what if what if Keegan Allen like starts doing like a Benjamin Light impression? I'd love to hear it. This is my Benjamin Light impression. Oh, it, it would be cutting. <laughs> he'd be like eating some raw meat, and he'd like look at the Snapchat camera, and he's like, "It's a person. I'm Benjamin Light." <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we'll be back next time. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye-bye.